Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Power of Forgiveness podcast. My name is Dwayne State, and I want to thank you for tuning in. This podcast is meant to help those toward the path of forgiveness. For the ones who have been hurt, heartbroken, forever changed by something that was said or done to them which changed their mindset, the course of their relationships, their future, and even their life in general. With this podcast, I speak about the lessons I have learned from forgiveness and give it to you, the audience. And today I have a very special guest, entrepreneur and IG influencer, Aaron Coney. Now, I've been following him for years, and to have him on the podcast as my special guest is a blessing in itself. Very thankful and grateful that he was able to make it to the podcast. He speaks on a story about him and his brother and how forgiveness helped. And I'm telling you, this story is powerful. And this is something I want all of you to listen in on. So without further ado, here's the interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power of Forgiveness podcast. My name is Dwayne Staten. I want to thank you again for tuning in. And today I have a very, very, very special guest. I've been following this guy for years. I look up to him. He's like a superhero. He probably doesn't know that until just now. But (laughs) I want to introduce to you Aaron Coney, entrepreneur of Hustle Matters, IG influencer, all around good guy. Say hello to the folks. What's up? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate that intro. I like to call myself an undercover superhero sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> undercover. I but feel yeah, that, man. man. No, no. I Honestly, I appreciate... I just appreciate you, man. I'm not even going to lie to you. You probably don't think this is different. I don't know if you heard this before. I was like, I was actually praying for this. I hmm. really was. I really was. I was like, I really uh, look up to this guy. And I was like, Lord, if it's in your will, please just make it happen. And here we are. So uh, definitely grateful. I, definitely grateful. I, I love everything about that, man. Because it's like, I didn't know all of that stuff. I didn't know you looked up to me as much as you've articulated. And, you know, just the just the um, perspective. I always tell people everything's relative. So it's like, I'm praying for something relating to other people. And again, you're praying to get, you know, to my doorstep. And, and so, you know, that's, uh, that's humbling to hear, man. But that's, that's awesome. You got your wish. I'm here. We at it, baby. Yes, sir. And I'm ready. So I know you have a powerful story. And I want to ask this question before we jump into that. For you personally, personally, mm-hmm. what does forgiveness mean to you? Ooh, uh, for me personally, um, forgiveness really means getting the negativity out of your heart. Um, Mm -hmm. It means, you know, whatever, yeah, negative feelings you have, whether it be resentment, whether it be anger, whether it be, um, you know, just a feeling of being misunderstood. um, I, I think it's one of those things where it does more harm like those feelings that you, you, you hold on to, it does more harm to the person who's carrying them than the person those emotions are intended for. Um, and so I think just being able to forgive is less about the person you're forgiving and more about yourself and, and, and getting that off of you so that you can move forward um, without being weighed down. But yeah, man, that's, that's forgiveness to me is just getting rid of, get rid of those negative emotions. That's true and that's very powerful. A lot of people don't really realize that. 
And some people think harboring unforgiveness is hurting the other, other person is actually hurting themselves. Yeah. Now, and the crazy part is I actually did an episode talking about the cons of forgiveness. And one of them is you bring a lot of anger and bitterness into new relationships and new experiences. Mm. So you definitely hit the nail on the head with that one. And thank uh, you for that definition. How thank would you define it? Forgiveness to me is, I say this in every episode, what forgiveness is, and I know it's going to be a very, very long answer, but forgiveness for me is this, is it's not letting what that person or people said or did to you affect you, your spirit, your future, or where you're going in life. And that mm. when you forgive, it's not an excuse for or enabling someone's behavior but it's not yeah. letting what that person or people did hold you back or keep mm. you from being or grabbing all that God wants you to be and has for you. That's yeah. what forgiveness means to me. It's like not allowing them to almost hold you in, in, in that bondage. It's, yes. It's like, um, yeah. I, exactly. I, absolutely. It's claiming your power again. It's taking the power back because when you, when you, don't forgive someone and they still have that that's power that they have over whether it's a part of you all of you a little bit of you um so when you forgive someone it's like you know i'm going to take that power back that you have over me whether it's over my emotions over my state of being over my mental whatever taking the power back absolutely y'all see why i, I follow this guy now y'all see it <laughs> if y'all don't y'all gonna see it later y'all gonna see it later uh, so really quickly so let's jump into, I know you have a story of forgiveness, so please share your story, sir. Um, yeah, you were, you know, you were asking me about uh, choosing a story for forgiveness, and it was actually a lot more difficult than I, I anticipated, and especially okay. when, you're, when you're trying to get away from the, the surface levels of forgiveness. But one that happened to me recently, it was in 2020. Um, so my mother, I'll give you a little backstory. Um, my mother faces, what is she? She has Parkinson's disease. She has diabetes. She has clinical depression. And she's essentially lost her whole life, her body, her life, her, her, her mental, her job, her career, her husband, family, everything. She's, she's lost it all. And um, it's been happening for a decade, right? And I, and I give you this, this backstory because when it was starting to happen before it got as bad as it was, I made the choice to, when I finished college, move. And it seemed like no matter what I accomplished or what I was able to do, um, it was creating this a tad bit of jealousy or resentment or whatever within my brother, right? And my brother was the one that was back at home and he wasn't getting able, what isn't able to kind of live the life that I live. And that came to a huge boiling point um, in January, like at the top of the year. And so my, my, my fiance and I, we went overseas um, to her hometown. We went to Austria where she's from. And then as well, we took a trip to Thailand. Um, and when I was on this trip, and specifically when I travel out of the country, it always seems that my brother brings up all of the issues that are plaguing him or issues with me while I'm out of town. 
and, uh-huh. and, and it's like, for me, I'm like, man, if you have these issues, why do you always wait for the most inopportune times or when I'm trying to experience a happy moment that you want to kind of rain on that parade? And, um, and, and he, he did that. And he, he, we had some real bad fights in which he was, you know, telling me everything negative about myself and how I, you know, didn't care about the family and I would let my, our family, you know, uh, die in the gutter and as long as I can be on beaches sipping pina colada, all, all this stuff and and it hurt me a lot and I said some mean stuff right back to him and it was um it was a few fights and this happened last year as well when we traveled last year he brought the same energy to me and so after we had got through last year's I thought he had learned and I thought and then this year he brought the same energy and doubled it. And so my, my patience for it just ran out. And like I said, we said a lot of hurtful things, a lot of mean things, and we didn't talk, we didn't speak. And this is my brother, he's one of my best friends. So it's like, we, I talk to him every day. And so to have a fight like we had, and then we did not exchange any words. I didn't talk to my brother for at least two months. It was like mm. two, two and a half months. And, and that was very, um, it was hard for me. It was weird for me, but um, I really had to do a lot of, spend a lot of time talking with God and spend a lot of time trying to internalize his pain and internalize his point of view and, and put my perspective aside for a second um, and just try, try and live in that hurt. Because what he said, you could tell he was hurting as well. He it wasn't just out to hurt me. So. I really had to forgive him um, for the things he said, whether he was trying to hurt me or not hurt me and and, and, and kind of forgive him for the way he's acted, forgive him for the rudeness he showed to my fiance and her family and, and try and come down to that level of empathy and understanding for where he's coming from. And um, I did that. You know, I was the one to break the silence for us talking. I reached out to him a few times. Um, and it's funny, he had blocked me. He, he had blocked my number. And so he didn't even know I was trying to reach out to him. And it was other friends, you know, other friends, like your brother said that. And I'm like, look, I tried to reach out. I'm sending him screenshots. They're sending them to him. And finally, he calls me one day. I was like, man, I didn't even remember I had your phone number blocked. Um, and, you know, I was like, it was good to just clear the air for a couple months. And then we were able to, like I said, at that point, it was nothing he needed to say or do. The forgiveness had already been given. I've already forgiven. So now it's a matter of understanding each other so we don't, we don't repeat this. And how can I help you so you don't feel like this? And how can you help me so I don't feel like this? And things of that nature. But that was, man, that was a big one because he really, he really disrespected, um, not only me, but my fiance, her family, who's done nothing but try and help us in our situation as it relates to our mother. He hurt me because I'm, you know, I'm busting my ass in LA. I'm sending money back home to try and help with the situation from my chair, from my role, and the role I play. I can't be as hands-on as you. I don't live in Detroit. But um, for what I do, you know, I, I was doing the best I could. So I really had to just forgive him and recognize he was in pain and recognize that that regardless of what was said, we need each other 
and we need to be unified and we need to be on one accord if our family is to even have a fighting chance. And so that was, um, that was a big one for me. And that was one of my most recent ones where it was a, a serious situation of forgiveness. Wow. <laughs> I said, I said to y'all that there was a powerful story. I'm sitting here taking notes like, Oh my gosh, really? Why? I'm taking notes still in awe about this. There's so, there's so much to unpack. And I want to say this, I give kudos to you and I'll say I'm proud of you. And the reason why I say that is this, you were the one who said, I'm going to sit and internalize why he feels this way. I'm going to put my perspective aside and I'm going to see where he's coming from. Not many people would do that because a lot of a lot of, I'll include myself, a lot of time we look on our side like I'm in the right. I don't know why this person's in the wrong. But when you come on that other side of the fence and you can see where they're coming from, you see, oh, wow. I see how it's like that now. I see why they feel like that. And I give and kudos to you for that. I really thank do. Thank you. Because, um, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. It's, it's funny you said that, though, too, because um, in doing so, you know, I you know, I had to realize that I wasn't wrong. And you know, most people think I'm right. I was right. I was right, but he was also right. And, and, and that was a situation where I had to acknowledge there is no right or wrong. We're both justified in what we feel. We're both right from our perspective. Um, and so that was one of the things that led me towards, like I said, forgiveness and, and um, trying to, to mend mend the relationship because I was like, he's not wrong. And 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 that was the biggest thing I'll say. Now what I will say, he was wrong about how he went about it from from cover to cover. But he wasn't wrong in what he felt. And I can't I can't excuse how he presented it with the reality of what it is. And so that was one of the and that only that only could have come through not talking and through silence, because I'm telling you, we tried to rectify the situation a few times. And every time we hopped on the phone, it got worse and it got worse. And we said more hurtful things. So it was like, I, I, we, I have to step away from this situation in order to see it clearly. Um, and in order to feel them, I think sometimes us as individuals, we're trying to plead our case so much and we want to be heard so much and we want to talk so much so that people feel us. But it was like, I didn't feel him until he stopped talking, until mm. it was quiet, until, because he was just angering me and it was a fight and it was more, you, you, sometimes I feel like we, we, we wanna win the fight and forget about what we're fighting about. or wanna, you know, then it became a, 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 a yelling competition or who can hurt each other or who can make the most lowest blows. And then it all started as this originally just a care for mom and the family. Yeah. you know used to be here and now it's who can hurt each other the most and it was like how do we get here and um so it was, it was really that silence that it was necessary it, it was it was necessary and i feel like sometimes like even when my girl and i fight sometimes people don't want to walk away from it because they're like oh we, we can't go to bed mad and we got to figure this or when i want to storm out the house come back come back like no let me go take this walk and clear my head and calm down and think clearly because staying engaged isn't always the best option, especially when we're hurting, especially when we're angry. 
And it was like, you need to unplug so you can step away from it and see it for what it is. Or the minute your testosterone comes down, that's one thing about Aaron Cohen. I'm a fighter. I'm a, uh, I can be an angry guy. I can be that tough guy, but I, I'm also a compassionate guy and an empathy guy. So as soon as we're done yelling or as soon as we're done fighting, I start to feel remorseful. I do. And I'm, I've, I've been that way since I was a kid. I couldn't even yell at my parents and, and, and not feel bad five minutes later. Like, dang, man, I shouldn't have yelled at my old man like that. He didn't, you know, so, um, you know, and that's not with everybody, but that's with me. So. It was definitely, definitely important. I feel that because there are times I work with my mom and I love her and she's not the best at electronics. And there are times <laughs> I just be yelling like, no, mom, don't push that button. D no, yeah. mom, don't do that. <laughs> Come on, I told you it ain't that button. Yeah, <laughs> and, then when, and then when we hang, I'll be like, I love you, mom. She'll be like, I love you too. I hang up like, dang, why'd I do her like that? <laughs> yeah, you be feeling bad. Like, yeah, like, but I'm just, but I'm right there with you. And... I was looking at something on my phone. It was a verse, uh, Ephesians 4, uh, ch chapter 4, verse 26. It says, be angry and do not sin. And here's the key part. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Now, a lot of people, that, some people, the, the, you know how we do what the dad was saying. We and the couple say, don't go to bed angry. Let's be, and you just said something key. I was, you got to step away. You got to sleep on it. Then come back tomorrow and work it out. And that's absolutely fine. There are times where we say that um, you have to hurry up and work it out. Hurry up and work it out. Hurry up and work it out. But sometimes, like you said, you need to unplug. You got to take that walk. For me, I'm a gamer. So if I'm upset, like, let me hop, let me hop on the sticks for an hour. I'll come back and to you. It's funny because... That in itself, I can already know, and I'm not a gamer, but I feel like that could piss a female or somebody out. Like, you just want to play no stupid video game. It's like, it ain't about the game. It ain't about the, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go from a fight to hopping on the video games. That'll piss her right off. <laughs> That'll piss her right off. But they don't get, they don't get it. Oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> I already know. Like no, it's like, it's like you said, it's like you got to do what you have to do to calm yourself down. You know what I mean? And I commend you for that, for even knowing yourself, for admitting that. Instead of saying, all right, I'm going to do it because she wants to. It's like, no, I know me and I know yeah. what will help this situation. So if I have to take a walk, I will do so. I'll come back more charged, like more better than I was before. So I Level headed. Yeah. Yes. If nothing else, if nothing else, it's like a boiling point. If nothing else, you turn off the stove, just let me calm down. My my view might not change, my opinion might not change, but my anger level and my blood, that will change by default. And so I've, I've done it and that comes from trial and error. I've been in relationships. We've done the screaming thing. We've done it and I've never been in an abusive relationship. I've never put my, but we've been yelling to the point where police have come. So I'm mm. like, I'm never gonna be put in a position like that again and Absolutely. so that was when I started to learn myself like this yelling shit and I tell my girl now like I I'm never going to be in a yelling relationship again I was like we can't bring it down to have a civil conversation like we get to yelling I'll give us a yell check like yo let's not do that yelling shit I don't yell I'm not about to sit here and yell at you and if we're that mad where we are yelling I'm like hey I'm about to cool off I'm taking a walk so that I don't get to a place that I promised myself that I would not get to anymore. 
And I was like, you got to be in control of yourself and in control of your emotions. And, you know, my, my tongue, man, it's a sword. I, I cut. When, when people get me, I cut. And I recognize that I cut. And there's some things and some words said, once you let them go, you can't take them back. Even if I apologize sincerely, I hurt you. I know that. So I try and, and even with my brother, that was one of the last times I really hurt somebody with my words and said mm-hmm. some stuff I wasn't proud of. And so, yeah, you know, um, recognizing these patterns and these things that you can do um, as pathways to forgiveness and as just things to help to help the situation not get worse. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, kudos for you for knowing that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And I know that you recognize that you've seen that as you just expressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I definitely give you kudos for recognizing that and not only just knowing it, but actually taking actions to stay away from cutting people. Because I've known people who say I have a problem with X, but knowing is half battle. I said, great. So what are you doing about it? Nothing's really done. So definitely kudos to you for that one. So a couple of things I wanted to say that was really key. You said both you and your brother were right. And that's, that's, a, that's maturity to see that. Awesome. Another thing you said was you wanted to restore the relationship with your brother. And that's a beautiful thing because we're living in a time of the cancel culture. And we're living in a time where people can do the littlest thing and you'll cut them off. Now, mind you, it is for good reason. Don't get me wrong. But there are times when it is time to reconcile. And I'm glad you recognized it with your brother. Yeah, um, touching on that, I I agree. It, it's so weird because I feel conflicted. And maybe I'm sending a conflicting message here. But like you said, there's truth and there's untruth to the cancel culture. And people are quick to cut anybody that disagrees or anybody that brings a negative bone in there like you can cut your family if they don't disagree cut them off there's no room for negativity like yes i i feel you on that aspect at large but there also is this room before we have to cut someone where maybe we can reach a level of understanding or maybe we can both find this level of empathy or is this person you know even if they're, they've lost their way, isn't it, it our job, you know, be it Christian, be it just a good person, be it whatever, to help them get back on, on, on path or see it? So it's like, yeah, I mean, I just see a lot of people that are too quick to cut people who were worth saving or people that could have, yeah. Just, I'm with yeah, you. People that are worth saving, you know, everything doesn't, require an immediate cut I'm, I'm with that and what you just said that's not a conflicting message what i tell people is there are times where when it's a relationship god will open up the avenue for it to be restored and you mm. will know when that happens mm. maybe there's and there are also times when a relationship is good for a season it was good yeah. in springtime it's summertime yeah. new talk season that, talk. Talk new situation that, and another time where it's a t- it's a point where the relationships run its course. And that's absolutely fine because there are times where you have to cut off in order to grow because you don't want to drag something that's dead with you wherever you're trying to go. A hundred percent. And a lot of that is um, falls back onto, to, this is me personally, because I can only speak from my 
my perspective, but being able to hear and recognize God's voice. So yes. that when he tells you, when he lets you know, you know, people come into your life. My dad always says a reason, a season, or a lifetime. So yes. being able to hear and recognize when God is trying to say, you know, you, you learned what I needed you to learn from that relationship. Time to Absolutely. let it go. Or, you know, I, my, my, one of my, my ex girls, I was trying to hold on to that relationship and it had gone bad. And I was trying to hold on to it because she was a good person and I was a good person. And just because we were both good people didn't mean that we needed to be good people together. And I was realizing that our relationship was making her, I don't say become a, a worse person, but she was doing, acting out, doing bad things, acting out of uh, character. And I, I, I kept trying to save her. I kept trying to hold on to her. I kept trying to, God was trying to let me know, like, hey, you guys ran your course together and I have something and, and I'm telling you, man, I was like, here I am sitting on square one. I didn't want to sit on square one again. I didn't want to start over. I didn't want to do none of that. And I'm like, yo, like, it has to work with this person, right? I just couldn't imagine introducing to my family, getting to know the intimate me, all of these things. I got to break in a new person. And it was like the second, and I just thought it was going to be hard. I'm back out of these streets again. And a second, I got out of that relationship, he brought me my fiance. And it was like, I was so caught up thinking that it was gonna be X amount of time, that it was gonna be this and that. And it was like, nah, man, he brought her immediately because it was like the last piece of the puzzle, the self-love and the stuff I needed to get out of that relationship was what made me ready for this new one and all my past relationships. So um, I'm definitely rambling. But uh, it, it, it was one of those things, like I said, where reason, season, a lifetime, you got to recognize what it is, what you were supposed to learn in this moment. If you guys were able to grow together, whatever it is, recognize what it's there for. Don't hold on to it for too long if it's not, you know, if, it, if it's not meant for that. And the only way you'll know if it's a reason or a season or a lifetime or whatever is, to me, that communication with God. You got to talk to him. You got to be aware. You got to, yeah. That's big facts. That's big facts. And I say that all the time. You have to really talk to God and really hear him out. Because there are times we could be holding on to something that he said, you got to let go. You got to let it go, brother. I can't have take to. you to the next place. I can't take you through this door with you holding on to this. You know, mm -hmm. and, and that's a lot of, it's a lot of it sometimes. We don't realize sometimes that we're, we are the ones preventing us from receiving all that God has for us. That's Trying true. to lean on our own knowledge and our own understanding and our own, you know, even down to the selection of your partner. Or That's very true. Maybe you know. And That's so, very true. Yeah. Very true. I want to say honestly again, it. There are so many gems to pull from that one story alone, and I wanted to say <laughs> another thing is that you showed so much maturity when you said this. So you forgave your brother, you reconciled your brother, you did the extra step and you said, let's find a way so we can not do this again. Cause you didn't want this yeah, to happen yeah. another time. When I tell you, I almost did a backflip in my chair because <laughs> not many people would want to, not many people would do that. Now I'm not saying all people don't do it, but I'm saying some people do. Some will give and reconcile, that's great. But to repair, it's like, what do we got to do to make sure this doesn't happen? 
Was it something I said? Was it something I did? Was it a certain event? Let me know so that we can not repeat it. And you took that extra step. So could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it was as big as, I'm not saying as you're making it seem. It, to me, it was just like, yo, we hurt each other. And never, like I said, 30 years of life, we've never not talked for two months. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, our relationship can't afford another blowout like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we had one last year when I went out of town. We had an uglier one this year. I can't afford for the next time I go out of town or whatever to have an even worse one. Um, so my main priority was how can we communicate and develop that understanding in a safe space to share our feelings without blowing up and getting back to that point again, because I just don't have the capacity. It's like I told you with my relationships, I'm not going to yell. I don't have the capacity to repeat this. And so um, it, it, it was one of those things um, where I just said, man, I, I recognize that for the sake of our mother, for the sake of my brother's kids, my nieces and nephews, for the sake of the family, bro, we got to get on one accord. You know, our family not going to survive with me and you beefed out and on the out. But also, we can't have that happen again. So our only option is to make it work, but not let that happen again. So what do we got to do to make that happen? And like I said, I, I think just coming two months off, you know, he went down to Florida. He spent time with my aunt and uncle. My uncle talked some sense into him. And not to say he was crazy, but my uncle talked some new perspective sense into him. Even things that I had said, but sometimes it takes another person to say it. It takes different words to say it. It takes a different avenue. So I wasn't jealous. I wasn't, but none of that. It was, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that Uncle Gordon got through to you. I'm thankful that you're you're, you're speaking the way you're speaking now in a very progressive manner. And, yeah, and yeah. so, um, yeah, man, it was just one of those things where it's like, I reckon I, we can't, we can't afford these blowouts. So what do we have to do to make sure this don't happen again, man? Because it was like the minute we fell out, man, Everybody felt it. Yeah. My dad felt it. My cousins felt it. My mom felt it. His wife texting me. He ain't been the same since y'all fell out. This and that. I'm worried for him. He was already bad and it's gotten worse. And it like, so I could sense, I could see that our not being on one accord, our, us being having bad blood was affecting more than just us. And so yeah. Yeah, it was important. That's true. And that definitely does happen. It's my favorite word. It's a ripple effect. And we don't think that it affects that many people because we think it's only between me and my brother or me and my cousin or me and whomever. It's not going to affect nobody. And then you realize it has a ripple effect of affecting other family members, your other relationships, possibly your job. You never know. You never know. Um, It does do that. Yeah, man. And, and, yeah, you never know, man. And it was like friends, people who look, we, the Coney brothers, the artists, it's like people don't like to see us on the outs. And then it's like when we are in the outs and people are still tagging us and stuff together, your brother did this, but it's like, it's bigger than us, man. Most definitely. Sure. Most definitely. And I also want to say thank you for saying we got to be unified and be on one accord, not as, oh, I'm in the right. But no, it's like, we got to come together. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that. I really do. And I, 
I'm glad. I don't know if it would have been as clear to me um, how we, we we not have to take care of our mother together. But that was like one of the main things. It was like even just for the sake of her, man. Like we, it's like if you had a kid, we're co-parents. You know, we got to take care of this together. So it's like we can't. We have to be on one accord. When you think of a divorce, call, I may not like you. I may not want to date you. I may not. But we have to, for the sake of our kid, be on one accord. So that's kind of always looking for the sake of our mother, for the sake of our family. We got to get this right. Absolutely. We got to get it right to a point where this isn't going to happen again in a few months. Absolutely. That's an absolutely. Last question before we sign off is this. What is one, actually two questions. What is the one thing that you learned from that situation? And what is one thing you want to impart on the audience that you learned? One thing I really learned, I guess, is that we're not all the same. And I know that seemed obvious, but the way we deal with pain isn't the same. The way we deal with pressure isn't the same. The way we deal with life isn't the same. And so there were a lot of things where they seemed like obvious fixes to me or obvious whatever steps that my brother could take. And they weren't they're not as obvious to him or or like basketball a crossover jump shot that may seem like such an obvious easy whatever thing to do for LeBron James or Kobe but someone else it's not going to be as as easy and so one thing I really realized was recognizing how my brother is wired and that I can't talk to him the same as I would talk to myself I'm tough on people. People have told me that I'm tough on myself. And so it was like the tough love, the tough, it, did, it doesn't work for my brother. And, and so I was, and it's weird, but I was, I was talking to my brother very similar to how my dad raised and talked to us when I needed to come to him like my mother talked to me. And my mother loaded me up with confidence. She loaded me up with empathy, a lot of positive, um, affirmations and, and just yeah just you know stroking your ego and, and upping you and giving you a a good job for every little thing that you do even it's like man that's what you're supposed to do that's how i am like man, i'm gonna give a good job for him because he did this but some people they need that yeah. and if and, and and if the results breeds the kind of results that you want what do you think just give it to him and yeah. so that's one of the things I started doing with my brother. And then I realized in that situation is every time I see him doing something right, even the little things, like if he calls me and his attitude is right, despite his circumstances, giving him a reason to be angry, I big him up, hey man, I see you. I, I, I know whatever, I know it's true, I know you don't got, I see your attitude. I love the positivity. I love that you coming correct. I, you went over to mom's today? Oh man, good. And so it's just, patting him on the back for every little thing that he does and making him feel like what he does matters. Yes. Making him feel like what he does is appreciated, that he's not just doing all these things and, it, and it's going unnoticed. So really, really um, recognizing how he needed to be loved and communicated to was, was something I learned in that process. Because I was talking to him like a coach and like some, a coach talking to the star player. Tough, well, how could you blow that free throw? How could, because uh, that's how I'm used to being talked to. But I realized right. how I receive direction and love, and it is different than how he does. So um, 
Yeah, and it, it was like a book. Um, if I can analogy, it's called the Five Love Languages. And I love that people. book. Exactly, and so it's talking about how to love your partner in the way they need to receive love. Yeah, and, it, and it's like a parallel to that. It's like communicating with my brother in a way that he needs the communication, not in the way I like to communicate, but in the way he receives it best so that we can get progressive results. And it's like, uh, and so that, that was the main thing. And you said the second one is what do I want to leave with the audience? Yes. Um, in, in, in the vein of forgiveness, um, it, it's pretty much a similar note to how we started it, man. Um, just understand um, that forgiveness is so much more for you than the person you think you're forgiving. Yes. And um, I, you may not think it's a big deal, but I encourage everyone, if there, there's a situation that needs forgiveness, deserves forgiveness, reach down, do the work so that you can give that forgiveness. Because like I said, all forgiveness is taking the power back. And so you need all the power you can get and, and holding on to that anger, that resentment, that whatever it may be towards the other person that hurts you, you gotta let that go. Um, and the sooner you can shed that weight, you'll go further and it'll be better for you. So yeah, my note to you guys is just sprint towards forgiveness, man, and take your power back. Absolutely. Well, Aaron, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you for this. I really do, man. My and man, my man. Do me a favor and let the audience know where they can find you. Give them your social media, your website, everything. Go ahead and tell them. Absolutely. Y'all can find me. If you go to AaronConey.com, you can find me there. Um, all my social links are there. On Instagram, it's Aaron.Coney. On Twitter, it's Aaron Coney. On Facebook, I believe it's Aaron Coney. So... Pretty much just my name. You can Google me, but like I said, my website, AaronConey.com, HustleMatters.shop. <laughs> and yeah, that's that. Absolutely. And I'm going to put that in the show notes for everybody because I want y'all to connect with him. He's a good dude. Trust me. Yeah. I know. I answer, I answer DMs and you know, I respond to all the comments. So if y'all connect to me, reach out, want to talk about something you heard on a podcast, reach out. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. Thank you, bro. I, I appreciate the conversation. I know it took a while to make this happen, but I, I'm so glad we did because I think there was so much value in this. And I, I want to say I commend you not only for starting a podcast and being consistent with it, but doing a podcast that, that isn't self-serving and, and, and touching on something like forgiveness and, and letting people know how important that is and having these kind of conversations. You know, respect to you, man. Putting Thank good you. stuff and positivity in the world. Thank you, man. I'm trying. I really am. My really fellow am. black man, I see you. I see you. Yes, sir. And that was Aaron Coney. Wow. Powerful, powerful, powerful story with him and his brother. I'm telling you, I just went back in my notebook and I saw all the notes I took. It was so many gems to mine from that conversation alone. It goes to show that forgiveness touches every one of us and that we're not alone in this whole thing in life. And it's always good to know that. So I wanted to say thank you for everyone for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate on all platforms, and most importantly, share this with other people. You never know. They may be going through the same thing you are. I want you all to have an amazing week, and remember that forgiveness is not letting what that person or people said 
or did to you affect you, your spirit, your future, or where you're going in life? And that is not an excuse for or enabling someone's behavior, but not letting what that person or people did hold you back or keep you from being or grabbing all that God wants you to be or has for you. Have a good one.